Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful, welcome to another episode of Sour Graps. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Uh Everything doesn't suck. I mean, Ross sucked. Ross, Ross sucked. I'm going to talk about that on Fightful Select after this. But for the next hour, we get to talk about things that don't suck. It's great. NXT is back, baby. I, I mean, I, 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 I was skeptical, but NXT is back. <laughs> like this is this is this is what I wanted from NXT. Um, this is a caveat saying they could screw the whole thing up. I mean, listen, Karrion Cross is the champion, and he dresses like a magician. So they're making some some missteps, some. There was there was dog poop humor, not perfect, not perfect. But NXT is back, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm over the moon uh, about that main event, about the opener, about um, <laughs> about <laughs> Tim, Timmy and Tommy winning a match via Wade Barrett's shoe. I am over the moon um, about NXT tonight. Um. Uh, watch, watch me nitpick it to death. I, I, it's a sickness. I, but, but, but you have to know. I am being honest right now when I say overall, NXT is back, baby. Um. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, Ricardo Holt says it great. Uh, Candice finally has a belt in NXT. Been long enough. It has been long enough. It's overdue. Um, good for Candice. Uh, what a great main event. We'll talk about that at the end. This is, we don't do the thing that Sean Rossap does where we bounce around all night and do things out of order because I never keep it all in my brain. My, I, I just can't. So I got to do, I got to do it according to my notes in order or uh, it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, this is, this is, uh, this is some good stuff. Um, uh, NXT uh, rule tonight says the nerd guru. 
I thought most everything hit. Main event tag match ruled. Makes me worrying about the two to four minutes women's tag matches we get a main roster. Well, yeah, geez, let's not. Uh, let's not. <laughs> let's not try to compare and contrast. Uh, they could. You know what? They could. They, they could. They could. They could do the actual women's tag titles could be being held by Candice and uh, in Indy right now. It's true. And then they could go up uh, on the main roster and have bomb ass matches with like Ruby and Liv on, on SmackDown. They could, they could have, but not now, not anymore. Nope. But we still get to watch stuff like that. NXT is back, says the nerd guru and add Daniel Bryan, the a show. Well, we, 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 who, who knows? Who knows? Wouldn't that be nice? Um, yes, please, everybody. You were seeing me read the super chats. Uh, if you're first, if it's the first time here, welcome. Um, and yeah, set a super chat, and I will read it live on the air, and we'll discuss it. Uh, if you have questions, comments, um, if you just want to say "NST is back, baby," then I'll I'll certainly read it in that voice because it is NXT is back, baby. Um. I, uh, yeah, let's, let's, um, let's start with the, the first match. Um, also obligatory, please subscribe to Fightful Select if you have not, um, uh, as happy as you see me talking about 90% of tonight's episode of NXT, multiply that by a million and then change it to angry. And that'll be me talking about raw after the show on Fightful Select. So, um, the first uh, match of the night um, is Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott. And it's one of those amazing things that never happens on the main roster. Never. It is a non-title, long-term feud between two guys that have to have a blow-off on TV in a huge stipulation gimmick match grudge match that that never happens on it just doesn't like everything's everything's booked toward the title and the only way they know how to book toward a title is to have challengers pin champions this is so it's just a fresh breath of fresh air to be able to see that um rough and swerve have been like going at it for months and they finally say, you know what? Now we're going to have this blow off. Now, watch me say blow off and they're going to have more matches. They might. But if tonight's any indication, they can they can keep having matches. They can keep having matches. Um, yeah, uh, it's. This was great. And I would say uh, last week I talked about how I didn't think it was wise to do a false count anywhere on the same show as a street fight because a false count anywhere is a street fight just it's a bigger street you can go anywhere and the matches can end anywhere um but i was wrong i was wrong to doubt them there was certainly the potential it could have felt the same but the but credit to the producers to ever who laid out the matches they said um okay so swerve leon you can't use chairs you can't use tables. No, no big spots, which is total. All that stuff that they didn't use is totally legal in a false count anywhere match. They just had a brutal 
brutal match with a few weapons thrown in here and there. At one point, Swerve tried to decapitate um, Leon via thrown toolbox. Um, there was a wrench involved. I'm not saying there weren't like weapons utilized, but it wasn't like weapons were centric like they were in the street fight. And they said, okay, women, uh, here's the things you have to use. You can use whatever you want. You can use chairs, you can use tables, you can use ladders, you can do all the big bumps and everything. Because Leon and um, and and Swerve, they're just going to wrestle a really brutal match all over the place. Um, there were, in a Falls Count Anywhere match, I am of the opinion the fall should be anywhere other than the ring. Because that leaves it open that you could pin somebody anywhere, and I feel like you should take advantage of that. I mean, just like as a general rule, I didn't hate it this time, but I wish it had ended somewhere else. Um, it was a great match. These guys kicked ass. No, it was so good. Swerve Scott now has uh, two of the damnedest uh, hardcore, like, false count anywhere TV matches I've ever seen in my life. One was back when he fought, he fought, he fought, he fought Marty the Moth Martinez. See, that's what I was saying. I was saying he fought Marty the Moth, but then I kind of put fought and Marty into the thing, and I said he fought Marty the Moth. Martinez um, in, 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 God, I forget what the name of the stipulation was, but it was like a uh, some kind of, it was war themed, like there were like road boxes made up to look like like weapon cases and stuff uh, they had a Lucha Underground, god damn it that was so good, what he was kill shot the, the, the black luchador uh, and he's put on so much, like, like at least 20 pounds of solid muscle Swerve Scott's ready, like he's really really great, um uh, and I, I, I am. I was just. I love this match, and I even like the finish. Um, and it be, because it, 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 a lot of it relied on Leon Ruff just being so damn stupid, you know. Um, also, yes, a third match versus Ar Fox. Khalil Robinson mentions like he had a third match on uh, another one on on on. Um, on Lucha Underground, Killshot now because now as uh, Swerve Scott is like one of my favorites. Uh, I'm so glad to see him. Anyway, the finish happens when Leon Ruff goes up to the top of, of a ladder beyond the barricade, like on the hard cam side. He's going to jump off and do something to to Swerve, but another dude shows up, and this dude is there for a split second. I've never seen him before. And Leon Ruff looks over, sees the guy, and does a flying cross body to him. And that guy catches him. And then, like, does a, a Death Valley driver thing, like, where Ruff, Ruff's neck, back into his neck, lasts across the barricade. Uh, and, uh, and as soon as he catches him, after this, Swerve Scott takes him into the ring, hits his, hits his, uh, his finisher on him. One, two, three. When this guy catches him, who again, at that point, I was convinced I had never seen before in my life. Um, Vic Joseph goes, that's A.J. Francis. As though we're all supposed to know who A.J. Francis is. Now, before you all send me chats saying, oh, well, actually, like, 
I know who he is now, but at the time I was like, I don't know who that is. Am I supposed to know who that is? Um, he's one of the co-hosts of the WWE Treasures show, which I have not caught yet. Like I, I am just now caught up on behind the ring. Like, uh, oh, not behind the ring, excuse me, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which is a great show. If you haven't watched the shows, it's great. But it took me forever to finally get all caught up, and I just now watched part one of Brian Pillman. It's a great show, Dark Side of the Ring. I have not yet delved into the world of hidden treasures. He's, he's apparently one of the hosts of Hidden Treasures. I was not aware I had to watch another show on another network to know what the hell is going on in NXT because I had no idea who he was. And there was like, he's part of a, he's part of Swerve's entourage. Well, that makes sense. Where Swerve is like a music producer. He would have an entourage. Okay, fine. But I was like, Swerve has an entourage. I mean, I guess he would have one, but have I seen them before? And they're like, no, he was featured in the, in the, in the promos, the one he cut in the recording studio. I was like, he was, and I went back and watched him. He was there, sure enough, and show was Ashanti the Adonis uh, and Brianna, I guess is her name, uh, with the very long white dreads. They look great as a faction, don't get me wrong. And they were featured in those promos in that they were background extras. And I always assumed those background extras were probably PC kids, performance center trainees, but I didn't know they had names. I didn't know they had characters. I thought they were just like people that were put there in those promos to make it seem, you know, real and shit. Um, it's awesome that Swerve has an entourage. I didn't appreciate the way Vic Joseph called the spot as though I was supposed to know. Well, there's AJ Francis. Obviously, this guy we all know from his many appearances on the show. Like, I, I covered NXT on the Wednesday Night Wars thing for the entirety of NXT versus AEW. I saw those promos. I don't remember seeing him. I'm happy he's there. I like the the the, the moment uh, backstage when they're walking out the back door where uh, Swerve says, what I tell you? I thought I was going to beat him, and I beat him. And they leave. And they look great together. And I'm uh, Swerve Scott getting an entourage is great. I still appreciate being made to feel like a fool because I don't watch another show on another network. Um, JJ Lee says, Swerve found his final form. Hope Jake, Jake Atlas does. He will. He will. He's, he's very young. He's one of those guys I feel like is going to be a project, but might come out on the other end looking great. Um, Rough Swerve Street Fight says, the bad one, Ryan, be bad. It was great. And it felt like that street fight that Ali Murphy had on 205 when they couldn't use weapons, but was also great. Yes. Uh, one of the best matches uh, uh, in WWE of the past decade. I will die on this hill. Ali Murphy in late July of 2018. God damn, what a great match. Uh, this was right up there with it, too. Um, uh, Andrew Nally says, I love the opener so much. Swerve Scott is such a great heel. I gasped at like five different spots during that match. What I thought was one of my favorite things that Swerve has ever done. Loved it, and I want more of this. I hope as he is, is featured more prominently, they don't make him like some kind of chicken shit. Because that's never going to work for him. He's really, really great. 
Um, he got poison rana off the apron and landed like doing a full like belly bump. And his um, Ruff was trying to crawl over to pin him. He rolled over onto his belly from his back and he started smiling. It's like, yeah, you're not going to pin me after that, man. You're not on my level. Like it was just such a, just a little, little, little F you to the kid. It was like, you hit a poison run out of me off the apron and you're not going to, you're not going to get the pin on me after that. No way. No way. Um, The, uh, yeah, uh, send me your super chats, guys. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad, also says, Give me a six man NXT title match of Balor, Cole, O'Reilly, Gargano, Cross, and Dunn. Uh, who knows where they're going to go with that? I, I think they're probably all going to get maybe it's going to be like a number one contender, uh, five pack challenge or something, or a lot of them are going to get individual shots and they're all going to lose to the amazing Crossini, the magician. Um, Nurguru says, uh, swerve to beat Kushida down the line, please. Well, certainly a possibility. Um, we'll talk about this later. Uh, I think Escobar is primed and ready to, to go up. Not that I want him to, because that's death, but I think he's primed and ready for it. So, if he's not going to take the title back from Kushida, somebody's got to take it from Kushida eventually. Swerve might be that dude. Uh, I yeah, I, I love this match. I loved it, and I thought to myself, "It's this is interesting." Doing the false kind anywhere first, like we'll see how the women respond and how the women are able to, you know, you know, follow that eventually. That's going to be a tough act to follow, and it was a tough act to follow, and the women followed Jesus we'll talk about that um so uh back from the break awesome theory walking backstage with Gargano uh they burst night on burst into the doors isn't the door like open just walk into the to the office uh and Charlotte's sitting there and Gargano is very upset uh um and he like I want to talk and you have never, never time for me. I'm the real champion of NXT, says Gargano. Uh, and Theory is um, staying like, those, are those real? I mean, those, those, they, they gotta be real. Uh, I've never seen such big nails. Get it? You're supposed to think he was looking at her boobs, but she was looking at her, at her nails, her fingernails. Um, and uh, Gargano comes back and says, you come, come on. Would you come on? Um, Gargano and Theory. Again, Theory, not my favorite dude for obvious reasons, but killing it in this role. Uh, they are an old vaudeville team at this point. They're a, they are a straight man and the dumb idiot comedy partner. And they're, it's, it's working like gangbusters, man. Um, so uh, Asher Hale, who was known as uh, Anthony Henry previously, they just uh, trademarked that name. Uh, he gets a match uh, versus uh, Cameron Grimes. And Asher Hale, very punk rocky, a lot of tattoos, bleach blonde hair, uh, gets to do a couple of good things, but Cameron Grimes, you know he was going to win this match. It's fine. 
This is good. Cameron Grimes getting a win after he lost Kyle O'Reilly, that's good. It doesn't cancel out the Kyle O'Reilly win, but it builds him back up to a point where you can take him seriously next time. This is this is what I wish they would do more on the main roster. You you have guys lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, now all those losses don't mean anything, and we're going to put them in a title picture. Like, no, it's really good to have them beat people, even if the people they beat aren't anybody that we think is all that great. Um, if you have two possible contenders winning matches against other people, and then eventually they have a match against each other, and they've each won their last five matches, then if one of them beats the other, that's a big deal. See how that works? Um, I, I, I thought this was, this was fine. Is that what it's supposed to be? Cameron Grimes gets to stand tall, and... Uh, there was a, a thing uh, later, uh, just just later about this. It was um, Cameron Grimes by himself, and then Everise shows up. Everise, their little coffee morning show on the weekends, very entertaining. Like these guys, if NXT ever did, um, like their little YouTube only, like their version of AEW Dark that some like was rumored at one time, like show more of the PC kids or whatever having matches against each other and just put it on YouTube so people can watch it. If they ever did that, I think Everrise should be the, the color commentators. I think I think they're really, really great at that. I think they're I think very good. But they um they want to say uh, hey let's let's all go. We'll all uh we'll all go and hang out with you and celebrate your victory. And uh Cameron Graham says, sorry boys I only got room for three and they're like well one two three I don't know. It's uh, me, myself, and Cameron Grimes. To the moon! And he leaves. He's going to go celebrate. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so, Casey Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro uh, get interviewed. Uh, they're not worried about Zia Lee anymore. Which is like, is that how you're ending the feud? You, you, had, you had them... <laughs> you had them lose badly to Zia Lee several times. And one time, uh, Caden Carter uh, was murdered by metal in her lungs because uh, whatever her name is, Chen uh, Sha, that, that's the name of the group, 500-year-old dragon lady. She vaped in Caden Carter's face and she died. I'm glad she came back from the dead, but she's, she's in, in canon. She's a zombie now. Um, so you're like, we're not worried about them anymore. So is that how you ended the feud? By just having the baby faces say, we're not worried about them anymore? I mean, fine. I don't need to see any more of it, but it seems like you did all of that for nothing. If if Zylee beats them a bunch of times and then one of them dies via vape uh, and then they go, well, we're not worried about them anymore. Well, then would you do all that for nothing then? Nobody got over. It's weird. Um, and Frankie Monet shows up and... Uh, it's like you guys are so cute, you're so adorable because she she's a foot and a half taller than they are, uh, which I think is a really fun little image. Uh, and it was like, I'm, I believe in you. Well, actually, we believe in you. Her and the dog. The dog is the real star. Um, and uh, but uh, but let me tell you, you're not going to get the tag titles anytime soon. Bye bye. 
And Caden wants to fight her, but Kanzaro says, you know, no, let's not fight her right now. Um, so good. This is this is good. Um, uh, Ricardo Holt says, Kushida uh, would have a massive cruiserweight championship run. Oh, yeah, I don't want him to lose, like, next week or the week after or even, like, two months from now. But um, I also want the cruiserweight title to be a title that is in flux because, um, again, in in my world, all the cruiserweights are at NXT. If you're over, if you're under the two hundred five limit on uh, Raw or SmackDown, even if you can just pass for it, like Ricochet is listed at two hundred seven, he's not two hundred seven. He's definitely less than two hundred seven. But they always inflate a guy's um, weight to make him seem bigger, larger than life. So uh, if you can pass for 205, I say bring them all down. Bring them all down to NXT. Let them all have runs uh, at least at the title, if not with the title. Um, but yeah, he should not lose it anytime uh, soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruff calls up AR Fox and they bring the Skulk in NXT. They could work. <clears throat> Says uh, Murray and Douglas. Um, so uh, something that I forgot was going to happen. Um, I'm happy it did, but I I don't know why. I feel like they announced this or implied it last week, but then didn't advertise it over the rest of the week. Um, Tommaso, uh, Tommy and Timmy, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Timothy Thatcher running afoul of of uh, of Gibson and Drake, the grizzled young veterans, GYV. Um it was kind of implied they were going to have a match soon. If the plan was always for them to have the match tonight, put that on social media. That's a big deal. Like Tommaso Ciampa was the top guy in all of NXT for a long time. People remember him. They might tune in to watch Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, I think that's, you kind of owe it to yourself to do that. This match was great. Damn, I love Tommy and Timmy together. And I'm a big fan of GYV uh, also. Um, But one of my favorite things, gosh, darn it. Timmy has Zach Gibson in a headlock. And Zach Gibson knows, Timothy Thatcher knows 18 ways to put me to sleep from this position. Um, uh, I don't want him to start trying them out one by one. So Jim, Drake, my friend, would you please come in and help me? And Drake does. He runs in and delivers a big boot to the jaw of Tim Thatcher, who takes it and then smiles at Jim Drake. And I, oh, it's great. Gosh, darn it. I love me some, some Timothy Thatcher. Um, and eventually, uh, old Jim Drake, he tosses... Um, he tosses Tommaso Ciampa over the announce table. And you just hear in passing, like it's something that somebody would say, like one of the, the commentators do this all the time. Oh, no, I've lost my, we, our, fr- our, com- our, our colleague here has lost his headset. Can you get that back on? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, like, oh, our, our, my chair has been knocked over. Somebody will say that when somebody gets tossed over the announce table. In this case, Wade Barrett says, I seem to have lost my shoe. 
my shoe's gone, right? I thought that's just funny. That Wade Barrett would have lost a shoe and then thought to commentate it in the moment because he's, you know, he's in the moment. And I thought that was fun. Little did I know (laughs) that Tommaso Ciampa had stolen Wade Barrett's dress shoe with like the hard sole and he passes it behind the ref's back. Gosh, I have so many things I want to say about Drake Wirtz, who was the ref for this match and and why he might be distracted. He might allow his mind to wander thinking about really crazy stuff. Um, And that's why he was easily distracted by Tommaso Ciampa. I have so many things I want to say about how reckless it is they let him work after what happened last week. But I'm not going to say any of those things because I'm not allowed to talk about that kind of stuff on the free show. You want that shit, you got to sign up for Fightful Select. Only $5 a month. And uh, you get Sean Ross Sapp scoopskis and all, all of me talking about uh, how much I hate Raw and all of the things that I uh, don't like about guys like uh, Drake Wirtz. Anyway, Tommaso Ciampa, old Tommy, passes the shoe to Timmy. And, and, and Timmy clocks. Oh, gosh. Which one? I forget. Who, which one, was it Gibson? Uh, yeah, he clocks Gibson in the face. Of course it's Gibson. If you hate Gibson, shoes off. Um, and, and, and clocks him in the face with it. With the hard sole of a dress shoe, which is that's not a wrestling boot, that is that that's some good stuff. And and he puts taps the arm, uh, puts on the armbar, and Gibson has to tap out. So Tommy and Timmy beat GYV via Wade Barrett's shoe. I I I thought I was I thought I was being worked. It turns out it was the shoe, or vice versa. The the, the missing shoe was not a shoot. It was work. Great. Uh, That's so good, man. So, 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 so good. Um, uh, (laughs) The Nerd Guru says, Tommy and Timmy uh, versus GYV humped. And who throws a shoe, honestly? Well, in in all, he didn't throw a shoe. Uh, he, he, He hit him with it, which conjures up Another quote that you have to do in a British dialect from another movie also starring Mike Myers from earlier in the 90s. But the shopkeeper and his son was a different story altogether. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Anybody remember that one? Uh, (laughs) uh, Seriously, seriously, guys, I'm... I, I I I loved this. Tommy and Timmy versus MSK. I don't even know how you do that. That's going to be so much fun. And and I think MSK win that. And what a big rub for the kids of of NXT to get one over on on Tommy and Timmy would would be great. Um, I, I, I and also if it is your preference to put the titles on Tommy and Timmy, I will never say anything bad about it. Um, so, uh, Gargano and Theory are, are ranting about Regal again. 
So she's like, Theory's going to bust his door down. And uh, Theory gets up, up to the thing and just knocks very lightly. Again, not my favorite guy for obvious reasons, but killing it in this role. He walks up, about to smash the window, knocks very lightly. It's great. It's good timing. What can I say? I'm a sucker for good comedic timing. And Regal walks up because he wasn't even in the office. Uh, and uh, Gargano is very upset that uh, he he lost. Uh, <laughs> that he has to fight Bronson Reed because Austin Theory lost, which is true. It was all Austin's idea. Austin's stupid. So he shouldn't, his ideas shouldn't carry any weight. Um, uh, so like, no, no, Jonathan, I will not be relieving you of your duties to, of your duties to, to defend the North American title next week. In fact, you're still defending against Bronson Reed and also Austin Theory. Uh, Scarlet has asked for a match between you and Karrion Cross next week, and I've decided to grant her wish. Um, so yeah, so Austin Theory has to be sacrificed to uh, to Karrion Cross later. So um, they did a, vid- uh, a, uh, a video package on Saray and Zeta Ramir, uh, who won their matches recently. Um, and it's interesting they're putting Zeta Ramir already on the same level as Saray because Saray came in with all kinds of fanfare. Like, it was a big, big deal that she was signed. They did the whole thing. Zeta Ramir won in a surprise. Like, she only won because there was a, uh, she got her ass handed to her for minutes upon minutes by, by, uh, by Tony Storm. And only because Zoe Stark distracted Tony Storm did Zeta Ramir win with an amazing-looking shooting star press. I'm not saying Zeta Ramir is not great. I'm saying they're putting her on the same level as Saray, which at the time seemed odd. Um, but it was not odd. So, um, okay. People. NXT is back, baby! Except for the fact that their NXT champion is a dork. He's just a dork, guys. Like, his... his his wife is like that 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 goth girl who never grew out of being part of like the theater club in high school and just still like lives it her whole life. Um and he thinks it's sexy, so he's like, Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll play along with you. Even though he's like more like a biker guy at heart, but he's like, Ah, this is this is the thing my wife's into. And it, you know, like I think it's sexy, so cool. Which is fine. I'm not saying anything against that. But then she's like, honey, I think it would be great if you dressed like a magician tonight. Like, like, like we're in a Vegas act. Um, and he's like, fantastic. I'll wear this, this open-throated white button-down shirt and a silver glittery vest and, and black slacks. Like, it, like he was, it looked like he was going to, like, pull some doves out of a hat. Is he Phantasmo? Like, what, what is... What the hell is this? This isn't it. Also, there's there is no need to do the whole fall and pray entrance if you're just gonna come out and talk. Like save that for the big matches. Um uh mainly so I don't have to see it very often. 
because it's terrible. It's a it's a community theater production of Macbeth that spent way too much on on fog machines. It's it's not good, guys. I I'm I I know there are a lot of people who seem to enjoy it. From my timeline, there are more people who think it's the drizzling shits. So, like, I don't know. I, 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 I <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's dressed as a magician. Like, he's, like, he's gonna, he's gonna make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Um, yeah, all you got to do is step up, he says, and roll the dice. So maybe they are a Vegas act. Uh, everybody says, I'm not, they're not, everybody says, they're not afraid of me. Well, I ain't afraid of you either. Um, now we established that. What are we waiting for? Let's get people what they want. They're going to fight. This is a fight. It's a fight, 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 any fight. Next week, I'm going to dive bomb Austin Theory on his head, which, you know, checks out. Um, and then uh, Cool Kyle comes out, and listen, I am now absolutely convinced that this is a bit. This is this is the thing I said it was, what two weeks ago, when Cool Kyle came out and it's like, what what does what does a nerdy kid in like seventh grade think is cool, um, uh. And and then he's like wished on a Zoltar machine to be cool. That's what he's doing, man. The, the fedora and the 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 plaid shirt. It's, it's it's just too much. They know it's not cool. Kyle knows it's not cool. But him calling himself cool Kyle is is an ironic thing because it doesn't matter if he's cool or not. He's gonna leg kick you into submission. And then, like, drop 15 different submissions on you, drop a knee wrapped in a chain across the back of your neck, and try to murder you. Doesn't matter if he's cool or not. I mean, again, not my favorite dude in the world for what should be obvious reasons, but the Matt Riddle gimmick on Raw, which your mileage may vary, but he's an absolute stoner idiot out of the ring, and in the ring, he wants to murder you with his bare feet. I think that that dichotomy works in wrestling. Uh, I've never seen it done quite this way where the, the, the guy, the baby face top contender is a, is a total dork on purpose. I've never seen that work before, but it, it, Kyle O'Reilly's talented enough to make it work. Uh, So he says, um, I understand. I understand why everybody, you think everybody should be afraid of you. It's fine. I'm not afraid of you. Um, uh, you're the champion, so I want this match. Um, and then uh, Pete Dunn comes out. He's like, I don't care who wants to see this match, and I don't care about the new cool Kyle O'Reilly. I don't care that you stand there with a title. I don't care. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn. I don't care. Um, I love Pete Dunn. I love him. Like he was my own son. I love Pete Dunn. Um, I'm the baddest man in NXT, and I'll challenge anybody to you. You come prove me wrong. Um, and then Finn Balor comes out, and Finn Balor. <laughs> this is the funny thing they did this last week. Finn Balor's coming back next week. 
look at all these pictures of him on Instagram. And he's just like, and then he comes back and like, oh, I don't care. Oh, look, you, you and you, been there, done that, been there, done that, been there, been there, been there, been there. and this is the crazy little. And is he brushing his teeth? I don't know what he's doing with the with the mic. He's he's. <laughs> it's so funny, um, and he's got a point. Like he's already beaten Pete Dunn. He's beat Dunn. The Kyle. He beat Kyle Riley twice. So he takes a swing at Carrion Cross, right? And Carrion Cross just drops him. And then Carrion Cross looks over right next to him at Pete Dunn. And Pete Dunn does one of these. He throws up his hands like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything now. What, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna fight you right now? That's stupid. So then Cross turns his attention to O'Reilly and Balor, and Dunn jumps him from behind, which is just A plus. Just A plus. Dunn's like, why would I fight you face to face when I can beat the back of your head? <laughs> just good stuff. Um, and there's a brawl, and then and you know, like Cross is 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 booked to look like he's impossible uh to defeat. Uh and security gets involved and they back away everybody else. But then from behind, it's Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. And uh he's able to fight them off for a while, but then they like do a young buck super double super kick on him. And then uh, Gargano hits him with the with the North American title. And they run away. Um and they run so far away they run away to the parking lot and into their car and they leave which is like talked about like, oh, like the Mackenzie Mitchell's following them. Like hey, you're actually leaving when Candace and Indy have their title match later. And Johnny's like, yes, they can handle themselves. Goodbye. What well, we're, we're going to go get the party started for them, which I'm sure they did. And I can't wait to see that uh, digital exclusive. Um, this actually worked in a lot of ways. The, the only thing that didn't work about this segment is carrying cross. Sorry, guys. And that's the that is the that is the problem with NXT right now. Their top guy, their champion. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what you do with a guy who dresses like a Vegas magician, but you book him to be like uh I mean, because it's not like it's not this is not Kyle O'Reilly dressing like a, a seventh grader who, who thinks he's cool, right? And doing it on purpose because irony. This is a guy who thinks he is the biggest, baddest ass in the world. And he dresses like a dude who does magic on a street corner in Vegas. Those things don't add up. They just don't. Like, go back to the biker shtick. At least that was a thing that like made sense for his character. It's never going to make sense why that guy... With why why Scarlet why this version of Scarlet is a part of this act, it's just I, it's just not going to make sense to me. Um, but everything else, awesome. Super chats. Uh, Wallace Koala says, uh, "Thank you, Wallace. Not only is Alex alone worth FIFA Select sub, I'm willing to spend a month sub price to tell you to try it for yourself." Well, there you go. That's 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 high praise. That's high praise. Um, yeah, I uh, this was really great. Um, uh, Zeta, Ramir versus Saray. Remember, I was like, 
it's weird they're putting these two on the same level. They're not only they're putting them on the same level, they're having them wrestle a match, a very competitive match. Like, again, I don't want to belabor this. Zayna Ramir got her ass handed to her for the entire match versus Tony Storm. And she fought a competitive match versus Ray. She lost, but she was competitive. She was not competitive in that match versus uh, Tony Storm. So that's that is it. That now you're you're forcing me to go. Who's on whose level here? I I, I think Zeta Ramirez is awesome. I love her. Selling again is just beyond compare. It's so good, and Saray's fantastic. I love Saray. I'm really happy these two had a match that was great. Saray wins it with this really vicious looking uh, like a, a Saito suplex. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but uh, it, it it makes me wonder. I guess I shouldn't. The thing that doesn't make me wonder is that I love this. Zeta Ramirez is sitting backstage, still dazed, and Saray comes up to shake her hand, and we see. Great camera angle. This was this is really some good stuff. The camera angle just pulls back a little bit to see walking down the hall with purpose. Uh Tony Storm, who's gonna beat up Zeta Ramir and or Saray. But then Zoe Stark, who we didn't see prior, steps in the path of Tony Storm. And and she says, What are you gonna do about it? You what are you gonna do? And then she left. She left. Um, and, and, uh, I think it was great. Like the, the heel going to surprise and beat up the baby faces backstage, but they are saved in the moment by a friend of theirs. That is, that never happens on the main roster. There are no friends, friends. What are friends? Maybe you have a tag team partner, but that only lasts until the old man decides to break you up. Here, people have friends that they have, like, a, a, a healthy, competitive respect for in a singles division? What? Um, Zoe Stark, Saray, and Zeta Ramir. I mean, Zoe Stark's the, the person who's been there the longest, and she's been there for what? Like, three months? Four? Um, the The... The women's division of NXT is somehow never stops being stacked. It just doesn't. Like there's just so such great stuff. And I, I, I think that there's another opportunity here to like you could make a Zoe and Zeta. Zoe and Zeta sound like a that's a, that's a great that's that's fine. Alliter alliteration is always good. Zoe and Zeta could be a great tag team to take the belts eventually. Off of uh, Candace and Indy. I'm not saying next week, guys. I'm not saying next month. I'm saying somebody's going to take the belts off of Indy and Candace. Zoe and Zeta, you could easily build to be that team. That would be a lot of fun. Let Saray have her, her singles uh, career. Saray, like, could easily, uh, you know, in, in a few months be, be built to have a match versus uh, uh, Raquel. And she could call on the on the on on her two friends, who are just friends. 
that's good. I think it's all great. Um, there's also a, a scene entirely in German, and man, do I need somebody who speaks fluent German to give me the translation of this thing, because I really hope they would just say it gibberish. Because <laughs> Volter, Volter's dis, dis, disembodied head is floating on an iPad, being held by Fabian Eichner, and he seems to be dressing down uh, all of them, but in particular, Alexander Wolf. Um, and he, uh, he, doesn't, he, he eventually has to get up and leave to go and, I guess, get something done. Later in the night, they show in the little inset on the bottom. They so next week, Killian Dane versus Alexander Wolf one on one, and it's just like one of those things of, well, yeah, obviously, of course it would come to this, and it's so weird that like, you got Eric Young in Impact heading up his own version of, uh, of his own version of sanity, kind of, um, and, and he's over there, and he doesn't even get to be a part of this. Doesn't even get to be referred to in this, but Alexander Wolf versus Killian Dane is a is a big deal. That's a that's a big deal that has literally years of history behind it. When do you when do you get to see years of history being uh, done on Raw or SmackDown? It's usually not like unless it's like obvious, but like they won't like call up, they won't like recall. Think this is good. I can't wait for Dane versus Wolf because there's so much intrigue there. I don't know how you book that. I don't know if Dane beats Wolf. I don't know if Dane eventually joins um, Imperium. I don't know if Imperium like beats down uh, Dane and jumps him into the gang. It's this is good stuff. Um, uh, I, I'm 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 happy with this. I, I now I need hologram Walter. This is the next step. Figure out a way to do it. Trips, you got all that money. I'm sure you do. You're spending it all right now on logo redesigns with 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 a gold skull in the middle and two smaller gold skulls embellish it, embellishments sitting on the side. And then you got the black raven's wings. And the black raven's wings look like they're made out of metal shards. Fire the graphic designer and get somebody to do a hologram of Vulter. Like he's like he's uh uh, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I'm. It's May the Fourth be with you guys. Let's get it done. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, I. I love the next match. This is a great episode of NXT, you guys. NXT is back, baby. This is the kind of stuff they used to do all the time. Jake Atlas. We haven't seen him. T- he's him on TV in a while. He had a good run in that cruiserweight tournament, that round robin thing they had. Um, this is months ago. He's been on for a while. He's got one of the most amazing finishers you'll ever see. His is like what they call it, rainbow DDT. It's a cartwheel off the top rope where he catches the guy into a DDT on who's standing on the floor. It's great. Um, he's a guy we've seen. He's a name. Um, we know who he is. So we think. As he starts his match versus L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, by the way, still dog shit name. Terrible. L.A. Knight sounds like a, a fake football team in like uh, a spinoff of any given Sunday. Okay. Um, his promo is great. It's, it's such a, he's such a natural promo. 
Somebody said like he's he's you know he's going to be on Raw. Like I don't think he's going to last a full year in NXT. Certainly not. And everyone was like, uh, "Well, he's not going to get anything done on the main roster because uh, EC3." I think one of the reasons that McMahon had it out for EC3 um, is that is it. EC3 is Ethan Carter the third. And what does the Carter come from? It comes from Dixie Carter, who ran TNA. Um, so I think that somebody told Vince that it's Ethan Carter, you know, that stands for right, Dixie Carter. And and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna bury this kid. Because he's just that petty. There's no reason otherwise. It's you you're just losing money because he's great and you gave him a mute gimmick. Never let him on TV. Stupid. I think LA Knight, yes. I understand he worked for impact, but he wasn't named after the person who was running it. Um, and he's just, he has such a great look. He's got, he's in fantastic shape. And somebody says he's going to be on raw within the year. Like LA Knight has, uh, feuds with drew McIntyre for six months written all over him. Like they had matches back when they were both in impact. Um, he's just the, the perfect type of guy. To be there. Um, this match is a great little match. Atlas gets to have um, some hope spots, but um, Knight keeps coming back. Um, there's a great. Um, a, I love the finish. Um, so um, Atlas uh, knocks Knight uh, down to the mat, and uh, Knight runs back up, but Atlas slides under him. And he uh, kicks him a couple of times, does like a, a jumping kick, which Knight ducks, then kicks him in the gut and does his like snapmare driver out of nowhere. Like it was not, Atlas was not ready to lose that match, but he got caught out of nowhere by a good finisher and was laid out. It's a great little match. You think to yourself watching it as it starts, well, Jake Atlas is a name, so it's possible he could sneak a victory here over LA Knight and they could do something with a little feud between them. But L.A. Knight beating a name like Jake Atlas allows him to be vaulted up a little bit more than, say, Cameron Grimes. Um, speaking of which, um, Cameron Grimes is... Uh, is is <laughs> Later in the night, Cameron Grimes is trying to get into a, 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 a strip bar somewhere. A club called the Vanguard or something. Uh, like I, he's like I'm on the he's like check the list. I'm Cameron Grimes. Like, um, you you're not on the list because some the entire place has been rented out. And there's this thing. You're pretty tall. Maybe you can't hear me up there. So he jumps to try and t- yell yell in the guy's ear. Cameron Grimes is so freaking talented. So then a limo comes up, and Teddy Biasi's in there because of course he is. Says uh. A little lesson for you, kid. Don't run out a booth when you can buy the whole place. And he says, Wait, uh, here, I get another piece of advice. Everybody's got a price for a million dollar man. And he goes, <laughs> And he walks away. And Grimes goes, That's not even funny. He's so good. He's so good. Ah, oh, gosh, guys. I, I don't know what this is building to, but Cameron Grimes still gets to pick up victories on the show. And then later do a comedy segment with, with Dibiase. This is perfect. You're building him so well. 
uh, starting to come up to the last few things of the night, guys. So if you'd like, get in your super chats. I will be happy to read them and discuss all of your points. So, uh, oh, uh, Candice and Indy um, are in the locker room talking about tonight's uh, main event. And uh, Candice like, you're still thinking about him, aren't you? Get that boy out of your mind. And then Dexter is standing behind the door. Like he's standing there with like one of those little inset windows in the door. Uh, and he's holding flowers. And Candace sees him, but, but Indy doesn't. She goes over in there and closes the blinds on Dexter Luma standing there. Uh, and then they go and they, they get ready for the match. It's really funny. Um, so Tony Storm cuts a promo on Zoe Stark. Uh, you don't deserve a shame. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Zoe Stark and Tony Storm is, is, a, is, a, is a feud I pitched for. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm very uh, happy to see it being put uh, put out there. Um, this is fine. Storm doesn't need to win yet. Eventually she will, but I think that she, like, it can be a, a, a fun little... The thing about NXT is it's not 50-50 booking. They're telling a story with a series of matches. That's the way I view it. And that's, the way, that's the way it certainly seems to play out. There will be a definitive winner of the feud as opposed to you win this week, you win next week, and we'll repeat that for the next four months. Um, some super chats here about the the uh, million-dollar belt angle. Norm Summers says, uh, I, need, I need the million-dollar belt back on TV. Let's make it happen. I got I got Chris McGritt's money. Um, that's the thing that could be a lot of fun. If Cameron Grimes... Finds a way to get the million dollar belt and wears it around his waist like it's an actual title, and they force him to defend it. Could be fun. Uh, Cameron Grimes uh, screaming at the universe was money. Says Ricardo Holt, it was just the, the the helicopter shot or crane shot, whatever it was above him. So good. Some of the production value in NXT is far beyond that on the main roster. It's crazy. Cameron Grimes million dollar championship run says Tay Boogie. Yes. Yes. Let's let's do it. And I, I think you could easily have um, him come up with his own belt or steal it from, from maybe since we're supposed to know that everything that's happening on this hidden treasure show is canon on NXT. Maybe he sneaks over there for an episode, steals the belt from wherever the hell they have it, and he brings it with him to NXT, and then DiBiase's got to find it. A, a champion to defend his honor and get the belt back for him. That could be a lot of fun. Um, Joseph uh, says, do you think Santos would have a chance on the main roster because of his promo skills? Yes, I do. This is my thing. I don't, I wouldn't wish this on anybody in a, in a million years because we've seen what happens. But Santos should take the whole act up to the main roster. And when he gets there, he should recruit along with his two boys he brings up with him, Roberto and Angel Garza. They're already cousins. Listen, I know it's, it's a thing. It, the whole let's put everybody of the same race in the same faction thing is a trope 
that WWE has done for years and years and years and will never stop doing. But Legato del Fantasma works. Adding two ultra-talented guys like Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza to it would help them because Umberto cannot talk. I really enjoy his in-ring work. He cannot speak his second language well at all. Santos Escobar can. Santos Escobar cutting promos on behalf of Humberto Carrillo would really, really work. I think it's a. I think it's. I think he definitely will work more than where in in Vince's eyes, Kevin Dunn's eyes, in Pritchard's eyes, he'll work more than Andrade worked or better than he worked. I'm not saying like as a good worker. I'm saying he'll work out on the main roster better than somebody like Andrade, simply because. His English is much more understandable. Does that suck? That that's the reason? Yes, it does. They had Bad Bunny do a whole interview they had in subtitles. Because he's Bad Bunny. You could put some subtitles under a Humberto Carrillo promo. I'd love to see what he could do talking in his native tongue. Probably a lot better than he could do speaking in a second language that he doesn't know very well. Memorizing a script in a second language. Could you do that? Because I couldn't. I took two years of, of Spanish in high school. I couldn't I couldn't memorize a script in Spanish. I don't know how many years he's taken. I don't know how many years he's been in the States. But he's obviously been speaking English a lot smaller amount of time. He's been speaking English. Senator Escobar could help a lot of people on the main roster. This promo was really good. He got to come out, take, take his, his time to talk about how he's undisputed emperor of Lucha Libre. Um, we witnessed an iconic moment last week, uh, what he did to, to Kushida. He can take his title his title back. Um, then um, his, his boys come come forward. I love the, the little distinction of Joaquin Wilde wearing a bolo tie. I think it's a very cool thing that they each, they're each wearing very pale gray suits, but they look very different. That's good. Uh, both he, both Wild and Mendoza get to have a chance to have some mic time. They're both not bad. And I love that you can see behind them Santos Escobar agreeing with them, supporting them. That's very important. It really shows me these guys are a unit. If they went up to the main roster, they'd be broken up in four months. That's another thing that kind of sucks. Um, but as it is right now, it's it's really, really good stuff. Matter of fact, what they should do is uh, bring Carrillo down from Raw and Garza back to NXT uh, and have them uh, join the Garo de Fantasma on a good show. That's what they should do. Um, but then uh, they they taunt MSK. They want they want a tag team title shot. Um, then Kushida interrupts on the big screen. He says, uh, 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 "Let's have a match. I challenge you to a cruiserweight title match." And so um, Escobar accepts. Um, so then we have uh, announced later in the show, next week, Kushida versus Escobar in a two out of three falls match, which, you know, you can hose me down right now. That's going to be great. Part of why, why I'm saying the NXT is back, baby. Um, t- tonight, you had um, Swerve. And um, and Leon Ruff in a non-title grudge match. 
Next week, we have Killian Dane versus um, uh, Alexander Wolf in a non-title grudge match with a lot of possible options coming out of it. You had a, uh, a, a, a title match, a big title match tonight. We've got two big title matches next week. Because we got uh, the Cruiserweight Championship, two out of three falls, and we have the women's title match next week. They're just cranking out good weekly shows with important matches that feel important. They're building characters. They're building storylines. Hey, Raw, try it sometime. Um, Martinez, uh, Mrs. Martinez and Raquel Gonzalez have one of those. We can't trust them to be in the same room, so let's have a split-screen satellite, live via satellite interview. And they do it fine. Um, I, I really appreciate um, Raquel saying, I do respect you. Uh, and and uh, I respect you. Mercedes, Mercedes saying, you should respect me. And Raquel's like, I just said that. <laughs> so Mercedes got a chip on her shoulder. And she says, um, you should respect me because I was the one who paved the way for you. Like it or not, you were molded in my image, which is some really insider shit. Like, Mercedes Martinez is great and has been forever. And those who know, know. And those who know also run NXT and were like, we have another big, uh, very large, very strong uh, Latina. You know who does that great? Mercedes Martinez. Let's mold her to be Mercedes Martinez. And then they were like, oh, whoops, we also now signed Mercedes Martinez. Well, that'll be fun. It's a really good um, back and forth. And Raquel says, uh, Mercedes calls Raquel cookie cutter. Well, I don't know about that. But um, she says, in one year on NXT, I've done more than you have in your whole career. Um, Well, one night, I'm going to end your reign. This is good. You you did set the bar, but you set it down here, and I set it way up here. I think you didn't need to denigrate her. You just said you did set the bar, but I cleared it. That's enough. You don't have to like say you set the bar, and the bar is so low I stepped over it because it's below my feet. You don't have to do crap like that. But this is all good. This is all good. Um, so uh, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, backstage. Um, and they're, uh, about to get into their, um, tank, but Frankie Monet's dog is waiting in it. And Shotzi's like, oh my God, he's so cute. Um, haven't they already, they know which dog this is, right? They've met Frankie Monet pretty much. Yes. Yes. Um, but Ember's like, it's not, he's not cute. He, Look, look, she's, she never, they never say poop. They never say, you know, uh, he went to the bathroom, did his business. They said, look, oh, it stinks. How did so much come out of such a small little dog? Dog poop jokes. Um, it's fine. Well, listen, they, they brought a dog on set. Okay. They brought a dog. A dog is a character now. Doesn't have a name yet. The dog has a character. The dog is a character. They don't know what to do with the dog. We got nothing for you, kid, except maybe here's your gimmick. You poop a lot. That's your gimmick. Is that good? That's all we got for you. And the dog's like, okay, fine. Um, so they, they can't take the 
They can't take the, the tank to the ring. Um, the, uh, the main event was so frigging fantastic, you guys. I didn't, I honestly had no idea who was going to win several times through. All the spots were so great. If you have not seen it, please watch it. I, I can't, I, 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 I can't describe all the things and everything that was, that was so well done. Like they, they, these women killed each other in this match. Um, Indy has improved so much. I was thinking about like, how long has it been since Indy's been with, with Candice? Halloween, man. Halloween. She was one of the people in the friggin', um, scream masks. It's been since Halloween. Gosh, it doesn't feel that long, but it's, it's been perfect this whole time. And she's improved so much since the stuff I saw her do before she was in the way. And this, this, she had one of the, one of the, she took some crazy spots too, but uh, she was lying on the table when, when Shotzi dropped on her. Then she somehow recovers from that to run across the ring and springboard elbow drop on Ember, who's laying on a table on the other side of the ring. Um, Candice won via brass knuckles. And gosh, I don't think they did this, but I would love it if they had. I want those to be William Regal's black brass knuckles. When when Austin Theory was in was in the um, Regal's office for so long, talking about uh, Scarlet's boobs, whoops, no, Scarlet's nails. How great would it have been if he had like grabbed the brass knuckles and pocketed them, and then later given them to, to Candace, and Candace had used Regal's brass knuckles to knock out. Shotzi, like how? I mean, like if they're just brass knuckles, fine, that's cool. But if they're Regal's brass knuckles, that would be like considering all the shit that they have, like that's been going on back and forth between them and Regal for months and months and months. It'd be just perfect. I, I, I don't know if they can like retcon that to like make it. That's. William Regal's knuckles somehow they somebody stole them from his office. That would be so great. But she she uh she punches uh Shotzi with the brass knucks and then does the wicked stepsister like curb stomp thing onto a chair. One, two, three, and Candace LeRae finally, after years and years and years, is a champion in NXT. Not a singles champion, but a champion nonetheless, and good for her. She's building Indy into a, into a serious force. She's been obviously teaching her a lot. Um, I'm, I'm so happy for her. Uh, she, like, one of those things is it's hard to say that now considering how they've booked her. But when she came into NXT, she was widely considered by some to be among the, if not the, best women's wrestler in the world. They haven't booked her like that in NXT. Finally, she's got she's got a title belt, and that's a big deal and good for Candace. 
NXT and Candice are so good, says Big Moon. Uh, NXT certainly is is on the up and up, man. NXT is back, baby! And also, Candice, uh, looking fantastic. Um, and yes, uh, we're now done with our conversation about um, NXT. Um, but now I have to talk about Raw on Fight for Select. The Nerd Guru says NXT has this banger women's tag title main, main event. Meanwhile, on Raw, they're making Eva Maria thing a big deal. Uh, no, thank you. Try again. Yeah, well, I have some things to say about Eva Marie coming back right after Trash Bag Gate. I have some things to say about that. Um, so, yes, if you would like, please uh, go uh, to uh, com, sign up, or if you're already subscribed, thank you. And you can wait for me there. I'm going to yell about Raw for a while. Uh, also, go to shop.fightful.com and get this Sour Grabs t-shirt. Look at it. It's so great. Get one for your friends, your neighbors. Get one for your mom for Mother's Day. What a great gesture that would be. Mom, here. It's a t-shirt of a podcast that you've never heard of. It's about wrestling. You're welcome, Mom. Wouldn't that be nice? Tears streaming down her face at brunch. <sighs> what a wonderful thing. Um, thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging out. Please uh, leave a like. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, leave a like, guys. It really does help us out. Uh, it gets this. There are not a lot of live after NXT post shows. Uh, let's make this one one of the biggest and the best. Uh, if you like what you're watching, make sure everybody else knows about it. Please uh, do. Leave a like, uh, thank you, and uh, and subscribe, and uh, I'll um, I'll see you all next week, or I'll see a lot of you in about twenty minutes or so when I start yelling. Uh, normally, I say that everything sucks. NXT doesn't suck, guys, except for the fact that their top champion looks like a magician. That sucks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.